We're rolling. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Everything Dog Show. Today we have a special episode because we're talking about people who are going to go the breeder route for their next dog or if they're even considering getting a dog. Um, so first thing we can talk about, and also we just want to make it clear, this is just no rescues are going to be involved, no mixed breeds. We're going to talk about specifically like purebred dogs. Yeah, and it's nothing against rescues, nothing against pure breed. Um, it's just against mixed breed. Is just that's the topic we wanted to talk about. We're just talking about purebred dogs. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll have, make a topic we'll about another. rescues, and we have already. So like, exactly. Cool. Yeah, we'll have a whole like how to get a rescue, what to do. Yeah. that'll be another episode. But exactly. today we're going to talk about choosing the proper pet or the proper dog. It doesn't have to be a pet for your next dog. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Okay. So first, we just want to talk about like. Not all dogs will fit into the certain stereotypes we're going to talk about because yeah. we're going to talk about certain breeds and what their temperaments are like, but it doesn't mean every single dog of that breed is going to be the same, yeah. just so everyone knows. Um, just because you're getting a certain breed, it doesn't always guarantee that the behavior is going to match. Yeah, for sure. Super mm-hmm. important. For sure. And if you are predisposed to bad luck, which a lot of people are, <laughs> maybe you'll get a bad luck dog. And I always tell people, if you had an easy dog all your life, you're due for a hard one. Yeah, <laughs> So case. whenever someone says, my last dog was so sweet, so easy, yeah. it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Your bad yeah, dog's so coming. Just remember that the breed you choose does not guarantee the behavior and the temperament. Exactly. It's yeah. a basic way to see it. Um, you can get like the best breeder in, in, in the country, whatever, but then you're going to get the one bad luck of the one bad dog of the... Not so bad, but like not up to standard dog in the litter. Yep. It's just it's just life. It happens. Yeah, and uh, when it comes to picking a dog from a breeder, so we can talk about breeders quickly. Yeah, I think before we talk about breeders, uh, we should mention Kijiji. Yeah. Because there are a lot of breeders, and we did have a whole podcast on Kijiji so for, dogs. Since there are international listeners, Kijiji is a classifieds website. Yeah, yeah classifieds. it's kind of like Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you um, guys have a local classifieds with a different name, this is in the same category. Exactly. So it's basically um, a lot of good breeders advertise on Kijiji because that's where most people go to look for a dog. Um, so if you do find puppies or whatever on Kijiji that you're interested in, make sure you do your due diligence on the actual breeder because you can get great breeders, you can get shitty breeders on Kijiji and we did a whole podcast on that. Um, but don't cross off Kijiji, but if you are going to go that route, just make sure you do your due diligence. I think the only reason people should go on Kijiji is if you go on Kijiji and you look for a breeder, like a reputable breeder on Kijiji, usually they'll have a link to their website, mm-hmm. and then we can exactly. go from there, right? Exactly. At least it'll take you to their website. Yep. That's the only reason you should go on Kijiji for a dog. Agreed. Cool. Um, so where to look? We have that. CKC, AKC will give you some breeders but once again it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything because i've seen some um akc breeders and i was like holy crap where am i smell like pee it was dogs everywhere so there's very limited um check done by the actual akc or ckc um so yes it's a good way to start but again do your due diligence and use your common sense exactly Mm -hmm. Good. All right. So anything else there? CKC, AKC, Google, word of mouth is good. Word of mouth Talk to someone. And uh, that's actually why where I wanted to get my next dog. I talked to everyone and I've worked with certain dogs in those yeah. litters and I like the dogs. So mm-hmm. that's where I would go. Yeah. So I think the first thing people need to do when they look at a specific breed, um, usually people have kind of an idea of to like what they want in a dog. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people do, they go online and they're like, uh, what's the easiest, what's the best dog when you have kids? 
but what often people do is they look at the good side of the dog, but they don't look at the bad side of the dog. So you guys own beagles, and I think that's the perfect example for that, because they are classified as like great pets. But you guys both own one, and you can tell that they have great qualities, but they also have like huge pain in the butt huge qualities. Flaws. Yeah, huge <laughs> flaws. Yeah, and I'm people forget to look at the downside of the dog. Yeah. So when you look mm -hmm. at a breed, you need to look at the positive, but also what downside those breeds have. Right? I don't, what were you, you going to say? Sorry. Well, I was looking, when I was looking for Moxie, uh, when I was first looking, all I looked for was good with kids in case, because yeah. I knew my family would always bring nieces and nephews over, and I just didn't want to have those problems. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time, specifically when I looked at breeds that are good with kids, yeah. I didn't know if there was a pit bull ban at the time, but there were only two breeds listed. Beagle and uh, Staffy Bull Terrier. Okay. That was it. That was the only two under good with kids. So it kind of tells you that that's actually another thing we're going to talk about another day. Not every breed is good with kids. Yeah. And especially if a CKC website is only going to list two, Yeah. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so. but like then you have a dog like Moxie who might have been great with kids, but there is one instance where you would be terrified if yeah, there was a kid around. Yeah, if there is a kid who took out a goldfish a cracker out of a bag, <laughs> yeah. their whole arm is going to get ripped exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the side that people don't look at. Yep. And it's the side of like, I have kids, he's kid friendly, he's small, so he fits in an apartment, but he's mm. going to be loud as hell. Yeah. So most people, and that's how you ended up with your dog, is because the dog was too loud to live in a condo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like people forget to look at the bad side. Yeah, and, and prepare and for the worst. There's actually one thing I want to talk about when it comes to good or bad, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people, yes, they look at the good and then they look at the bad, but they also look at it as a challenge. I don't know if you guys know people like that, like, oh, oh I just want a dog that's more of a challenge. Just because the dog has some bad traits, it actually does not mean it's going to be challenging because you're now trying to tackle a challenge on your own without professional help, which is stupid. <laughs> yeah, With any challenge, it's yeah, just yeah, stupid. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you can look at, oh, this car is broken and it's rusting. You could look at that as a challenge, but no one does look at it as a challenge because it takes a professional to fix that car. Yes. But no one looks at that as a dog. They yeah. just look at it as, oh, I can, I can tame this dog. Yeah. So that's how, that's how a lot of people look at the bad, and I don't think you should look at it that way. You should look at the bad in a dog as bad. Yeah. Not exactly. Are you able and are you willing to do what it takes to overcome that bad? Not as like I'm taking it on as a challenge, but yeah. I like this is a flaw in the dog. Am I willing to live with that flaw? Yes. And once again, like we're talking about for most of this podcast, average, average behavior in these breeds. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like for a beagle, for example, yes, a lot of them are very social. I have very met very few aggressive not, beagles. Yeah. And I mean, it's rare, if anything. And um, they're bad is bad. They're yeah. loud. They're crazy. The they food run, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. They'll kill you for food <laughs> in the softest way possible. Yeah. But yeah, they will. They'll do anything for food for sure. They will. So yeah. Yeah. Everyone should look at the bad. And if we look at an average dog, like we want to just weigh out the bads. Yeah. Right. So what's the bad in the lab? They're just very excitable. They have the tendency to overeat. Yeah. Overeat. They're a little food crazy too. Yep. Um, but then what's the good? Genetic issues. They can, even though they're good with kids, they're still too rambunctious. Yeah. Super rambunctious. Exactly. But then when you weigh that against the bad in a, and we'll talk about this later, but a bad in a chow chow, let's say. <laughs> yeah, that's a different level of bad. It's a different <laughs> level of bad because the, the bad in a chow chow is they're known to be very handler aggressive. Yes. And what would you rather have? A dog that is just a little bit excited? Mm -hmm. That's a yeah. little hard to get control of or a dog that's willing to fight you when they don't get what they want. That's bad, bad. <laughs> so we'll weigh all these out. The other thing about that too is that a lot of people often have these breeds to begin with and then they just assume the dog is going to be the exact same. 
right <laughs> after, right? So exactly. look at, I think like wimes are probably a really good example. People who have wimes own wimes for their entire lives. <laughs> and then they get one that's super nervous and they think that it's like an outlier of the breed, which sometimes it is, but they expect that the dog is going to be exactly like every other one that they've had. Yeah. Exactly. It's really common with golden people too, right? So people yeah. who have golden retrievers, they're like, oh, they're the sweetest. They were great with my kids. And then I got my eighth one and it wants to rip everyone's face off whenever I bring a bone out. <laughs> exactly. Right? And that's why we said earlier, the breed does not guarantee the behavior. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And that's why if they had a bunch of angel dogs. <laughs> they're due they, for a jackass. They're due for the <laughs> So I think all of us had our bad dogs first. I had my perfect dog growing up. <laughs> you too. You had like your nice lab. Well, Moxie was my first dog. Yeah. She was not bad by any means. She was just hard. I don't think I've kid. had my bad one yet. No, <laughs> you haven't. I no, grew up I've with like the perfect one. angel lab. Like the dog that everybody wished they had. Easy yeah. to train, sweet, smart. Like just the perfect dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had shit. <laughs> I can see everything went down burning. And yes, I had that yeah. mentality too. Like, you know how you said like people have like six labs yes. and like the seventh is a jackass. A lot of people think all dogs are the same. Yes, yeah. Which is a huge misconception too. And I was like, I raised a lab. I know how to train a dog. And then I had Chet and I was like, I have no fucking anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Or they take the, they take, um, the responsibility for the dog being so good when half the time it's the genetics. It's it's genetics. Exactly. Yeah. The dog is just sweet tempered, easy going. Uh, yes. Okay. So we'll talk about when it comes to categorizing these dogs and all the positives and negatives, mm-hmm. uh, we should talk about just basic problems you'll have with every dog mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to health, finances, grooming, so I think we should issues. categorize that under finances period, okay. because <laughs> health is going to cost you money and yeah. grooming is going to cost you money. So when you're okay. thinking about getting a and dog time. and, uh, we can just go quick categories right now. So when it comes to dogs that are expensive, so if, if you don't have a lot of money to spend on a dog and no one wants to go to the vet every single week, uh, let's talk about like certain little situations that are going to be very hard yeah. financially. Uh, French Bulldogs yeah. will be very hard financially yeah. because I have never met a French Bulldog that has not cost the owner on average like under 3000 a year in vet bills. Yeah. It's just not really possible because you'll have to run to the vet often for small little things on a hot day where it's 28 degrees and you go out for 10 minutes with your dog, he's going to start throwing out blood and all this crazy stuff Jesus. just because it's been so hot and he's instantly in heat stroke. So yeah. that's going to cost you 500 bucks right there. And then you do it again, 500 bucks. And then, you know, like they, if their body is built a certain way and if their mind is stronger than the body, they will very, very, very likely blow out their spine. The problem with uh, Frenchies is that they have a body that is not made to sustain their energy level. Yes, mm-hmm. they're not cases yeah. in a funny way. Yeah, in, in a, a very, very hilarious way, but they will break themselves in half. Yeah, mm-hmm. so financially, I mean, do you, do you guys, can you think of any others? Working dogs financially are a pain because, you know, they'll break their hamstring for mm-hmm. no reason one day. Um, I would say Great Danes. Oh, yeah, Great Danes. Uh, I've met a lot of wolfhounds with heart problems. Yeah. Like very Dobies. likely. Yes, heart yeah, problems. Heart problems. Um, retrievers are really bad for like hip dysplasia, all yes. kinds GSDs. of retrievers. GSDs, of oh, course. Oh, Jesus. Of course. Yeah. Hip uh, issues. Yeah. Hip Again, issues. with that spine thing, dachshunds. Dachshunds, yeah. So once and those, again, it sucks because those are all great breeds. But yeah, and like, I don't want to make this sound mean, but if you guys are, or I don't want to make this sound sad or dark, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys are unable to pay for the surgery, 
you have to weigh out your options. Or And if the dog is very likely to have surgery, you have to weigh your options. Option one is you need to figure out a way to get the money, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is GoFundMes and all that stuff, which a lot of people do. Insurance. And then option two is you actually have to put the dog down. Yeah. So it's actually life yeah. or death, which is so, crappy. And I think it raises an important question is when you do get a purebred dog, you have to keep in mind that the dog is going to be expensive to begin with. Yeah. Um, and you're also going to have those expenses down the line because the purebred dogs tend, it's not always, but they tend to have more um, health issues than mutts. So if yep. you are going to, if you're like, I want a new, I want a dog, I want a puppy, just think hard about like, if you're going to have the financial means to sustain that dog's health. Mm-hmm. If oh, you yeah. get a mutt, you're going to have a lot less health, health 100%. issues. 100%. That's actually yeah. very true yeah. because a lot of purebred dogs financially will cost you more than yeah. any rescue dog usually usually <laughs> which is, right which is mm-hmm. funny or yeah. any kind of like somehow mix yes if you start mixing breeds you, you get a little better genetics somehow when it yeah. comes to health health yeah. when it comes to health yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, was gonna slap me there so, and also grooming i know a lot of people don't like dog hair I mean, I don't know. You guys uh, do you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I personally don't give a shit about dog I don't care the either. I don't want to have to go every month to get my dog room. Or <sighs> brush the dog every other day. Oh, or yeah, whatever. like husky hair. Yeah, yeah maybe I can't, st- yeah. I can't really stand that. But um, grooming a dog is, and if you're not on top of grooming, it can be a pain because yeah. then the dog will get mats. So if you don't have time to brush your dog every day, don't get one of those dogs that yeah. you have to do that. Doodles. Pretty or straightforward. Like, yeah. And then we run into like, besides grooming, we have genetic issues. Like genetic health issues that can come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, well, so, like we were saying, dobies they tend to get like sudden heart attacks. Sudden heart attacks, yeah. and then yeah. there's dogs that have a higher chance of having schizophrenia and stuff like that, which is scary. Schizophrenia? Um, like you know, what? well the thing is with beagles, they were highest on the list for brain problems. Okay. Uh, with old age. Nobody so, told me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was doing a lot of research when Moxie got brain cancer, yeah, they're high on the list. Okay. So then, if you look at like other little genetic issues, like dogs with rage problems. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. Spaniels, just make sure you Spaniels know. Spaniels and corgis. Yeah. Spaniels, yeah. corgis. Yeah, rage problems. Um, so just watch out for that too. Yeah. Dogs that yeah. are predisposed to certain things, if you know you're going to have to deal with it and you yeah. don't want to, it's not It's Great Danes, it. bone cancer. So yeah. yeah, what he's saying about rage syndrome is basically it's like sudden onset aggression. So it's not triggered by anything. You could just be sitting down, um, relaxing, and your dog just lunges at your you dog for wants no reason. Dead. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of cases people think that's what it is, but usually people are triggering things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure rage syndrome is just a dog just losing its shit for no reason. Yeah. yeah. And it can be for something small. Yeah, like, for, oh, for and nothing. it's usually for not no triggered. Reason. It's usually yeah. not triggered. Yeah. It's just exactly. like, oh, fun, 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 lunge at your face. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people like to put, because um, those breeds are known. Like we know those breeds. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like to put the behavior issues onto the rage syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Like, have you ever heard that? It's like, yeah. oh, I have a spaniel. Yeah, he's uh, he's really aggressive. He has rage syndrome. Like, no, your dog's just <laughs> no, your dog's just not trained. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, yeah. don't don't be that person if you get that dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um. So we can start classifying some breeds, like based on based on what will be okay for certain groups of people. So we'll group. You guys can all decide what group you're in. We'll group everyone based mm-hmm. on based on lifestyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think we have three categories and we'll go over them. But oh. I think before we get into details about the categories, we should talk about lines. Okay, perfect. Lines. Okay, so when it comes to getting a dog, there's three general lines, right? There's a dog that's bred specifically for a purpose to be a pet. Yeah. Like, and these dogs are relatively low drive. They're made to be easy in a family. They're usually very, very social. They yeah. lo- and what we mean mm-hmm. by social is they love kids and they love dogs. Yeah. If you have a dog that loves kids, loves people, loves dogs... 
your life will be easy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? You've got you've got the lottery right there in a dog. So pet dogs are basically made to be in a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what everyone should get if you're even looking to have a family. Don't look elsewhere. Yeah. Right? So we have that. Pet dogs. Second, show line dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about show lines. I've met a lot of them recently. I don't know if you guys know too much more than me. But when you have a dog that's specifically bred to look a certain way, you are sacrificing some mental traits. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's just it's just common sense. Yeah, and I want to make a side note on the show line. Mm-hmm. Um a show line like I have an issue with show dogs because um unfortunately the breed standards are evolving and it's the show line that's uh, establishing what the standard for a breed is, mm-hmm. and they are going 100% based on look and not on functionality and health. That's why we're starting to see German Shepherds that are lower and lower hips. We're starting, we have a Golden Retriever, uh, yeah, Golden right now that has the exact same issue. We have all those Bulldogs that have flatter and flatter They're faces. They can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a bit of an issue with show lines. Um, so if you are gonna look for a pet that uh, is healthy and happy for a long time, avoid show lines that's my take yeah because Mm -hmm. i hate what they're doing to breed standards yep yeah that's very true uh show lines there's certain dogs that are made as working show mixes i i just i'm not a big believer in that like if you're getting a dog get a dog that's bred for one thing yeah you can't be working show it's just i don't know it's very contradictory (laughs) yeah (laughs) so when it comes to that show is a show it's made remember you're getting a show dog so it's basically bred to To compete in a show and Mm -hmm. look good and win a show Mm-hmm. That's just basically all it's for. Yeah. And if you're not going to do that, I don't know. Maybe it's just And not that doesn't good. mean they're friendly. That doesn't mean they're dog friendly. That doesn't mean that they're easy, easy to train. Yeah. Uh, that means they look good. That's based it. Based on the standard. That's it. That means they're, very, they're bred very close to the show standard, and that's it. That's it. It ends there. Yeah, they don't care if <laughs> mom and else. dad both have human aggression. They don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you will be bred because you look good. That's it. Yeah. Good. And then finally, we have working line. Yeah. Working line is good for people who want dogs bred for something. So yeah, bred for a purpose. Like when you wanna, like you, you wanna do sports with it. Uh, yeah. You have an actual purpose. More than just being a pet. More than a pet. Yeah. So for work, when you look at it this way, every dog is bred for a certain reason. Yeah. Uh, this goes to any dog. So a border collie is bred to herd, yeah. right? And they're very good at it. They're and if you get a dog it. that is bred to do something, genetic predisposition, and you never do that thing, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, and we're, I think we're mentioning that because there are certain breeds that are going to overlap in yeah. our categories, and the perfect example of that is a lab. Yeah. Because you have show line, pet lines, and working lines. Yeah. So it's just something you have to remember that a lab is not just a lab. There is subcategories. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when we talk working, we're not talking like just cattle work. We're talking hunting work. We're talking scent work. So if you have a dog that is crazy about scent work and you want to just go for a normal walk, you're going to have a very hard time getting that dog to not sniff everything. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you're getting a dog for bite work and all that stuff, protection work, you're going to have a dog that wants to bite everything that exists. So uh, just make sure you categorize that properly and you look at that seriously before getting those dogs. And question question the breeder. Question the breeder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if a working line breeder, most working line breeders are responsible, but if someone advertises their dog as working line and gives you a dog to be a pet, uh, just really think about that sentence for yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah. no, it just does not make doesn't sense. make any sense. So I think one of the most important things that we need to look at when we're looking at choosing the right dog as well is just figuring out um, what kind of dog or what kind of lifestyle kind of category you fit into specifically before even looking into a dog, yeah. right? So categorize yourself first, 
then find dogs that kind of match that. Usually what people do is they try to, they find a dog, they really like the dog, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to be active for that dog. So like perfect example is a lot of, I've heard a lot, a lot of people get huskies and then they say, oh, I got this husky because I want to become very active and fulfilled and all that kind of blah, blah, blah kind of stuff. Um, Mo which ends up just getting the dog to be fat and lazy and all that kind of stuff at the end of the day where you see it very very frequently even with people who are moderately active right mm -hmm. but they, they they just overshoot on the dog exactly exactly um because they want to achieve a different lifestyle yeah but the best thing to do the best way to fulfill yourself and the dog together is to just choose what's already yeah. kind of fits into your lifestyle um so figure out the lifestyle first then get the dog that fits it. Yeah, and don't, if you have like grand desire of like changing the way you live your yeah, life, change your life, <laughs> then get a dog. <laughs> always, always do that first. But just even on like the flip side of it, just always be realistic about what your lifestyle is and how much you actually want to include a yeah. dog, right? So a good example is my mom. She is a very active dog. She's mm -hmm. also an extremely active person, but she doesn't necessarily want to include the dog in everything that she does, yeah. right? So... It would make sense for her, even as a super active person who could, if she wanted to, own a husky or a mal or something like that. I take that back. My mom shouldn't have a mal. Uh, <laughs> uh, she theoretically should really just own, like, a Frenchie or something. Or something nice and calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frenchie's not that calm either. But something that can just kind of sit at home. Yes. That she doesn't have to be super active with. Um, instead of something like a lab or a pointer. Something that needs a little bit more exercise here and there. So what's your mom's lifestyle like? She's Mom. active, she runs, yeah. she's very social, so she's often out with people. So, she can so get... perfect lifestyle for a lab, but okay. she's like, I don't want to include the dog in that stuff. I yeah. want the dog to be something I enjoy at home by myself. It shouldn't take away from my time social life. life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, social life, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's actually funny you say that because a lot of people think, this might be a little bit controversial, but a lot of people think getting a, a crazy active dog will make you more fit. It's actually done the opposite for me. <laughs> I'm not even kidding because I go and I work my dogs multiple times a day and it's made me so exhausted that I don't have time to actually do a quality workout myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I spend so much time training them and working them. Yeah. Yes, I can jog with them, but they don't want to jog. They could care less. Yeah, they want to yeah, yeah. do everything but that. They want to Exactly. Stuff. And if you, are, if you have an active lifestyle, it's yeah. a good point. Make sure you get an active dog, but in the, sense, the same sense as you are active. Exactly. Because your yeah. dogs are not joggers. Yeah, they don't yeah. care about jogging. Exactly. You take, I don't know, like a, a greyhound. Yeah, they'll come and they'll jog with you. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, a good example is today. So a lot of people look at this the wrong way too. Uh, we brought Burley in to bite a leather strap yeah. for two minutes. Yeah, He is exhausted. And yeah. then he came out and came back for two minutes because the most exhausting thing and the most fun thing in the world for him, using his mouth to clamp down on something and fighting it. That's all he wants to do. However, if I were to jog with him, he'd probably go 12 hours straight, yeah. to be honest, instead mm -hmm. of four minutes, right? Exactly. So okay. like I said, right there, Adele, or so your mom, <laughs> your mom might want to, she might want to jog and do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the, at the same time, if she has to work with Freddie two hours a day, she's not going to have any energy to jog. To jog, yeah. yeah. Which exactly. is a huge problem. Yeah. So make sure if sure. it's an active dog, it has to fit in. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a very good point. And yeah. then even if you are active, maybe a dog like a Frenchie is not very great for you. Or if you're very, very social and you want to go have drinks on the patio with your friends and stuff like that, a dog that can't really take the heat or running around with other dogs at the dog park all day very might not also be yeah. a good, very a true. good uh, 
Yeah, if you're an active person, don't get a lazy dog because it's going to feel like a bit of a burden. Yeah. 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 Or unless you're fine with having the dog chill at home while you Yeah, that's good. But if you want like a. Yeah, like just really, like getting a dog is a huge commitment and people often don't think it through enough. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I find often first time pet owner, they just don't see the whole picture of what it is to own a dog. They only see the the happy go lucky good side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But they don't see that. Not every dog can come on a patio because of either genetics or the way they're built or mm-hmm. so many reasons. Not every dog can go for a run. Yeah. Like, it's nice when you see, like, all those mutts spreading around. But, like, if you get a purebred Frenchie, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. I, I'm kind of like the downer in this story. <laughs> <laughs> but not always okay. think about the negative. People... That's often too positive when it comes to yeah. certain things. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. just see the good side of things. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we can even, so we can start categorizing things. So, if yeah. you're the average person, yeah. so you can decide what category you're in. Yeah. So, average person is just someone who has a 40-hour work week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine to um, five. Or even close to a 40-hour work yeah. week. And then when they're home, they have to do typical average things like dinner, eat something, maybe chill out, watch TV. Mm-hmm not really prioritizing going out for a couple hours with the dog. <laughs> when it's just not what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, some day, sometimes you're busy on weekends. So just very like average, average yeah. person. Average Joe, nine to five, maybe even a family, like yeah. who doesn't have like a specific purpose for the dog. Actually, that's important too, because kids, if you have kids, we'll probably put you in more of an average category because yeah. you have to, you now have less time to commit to a dog because yeah. you have to commit yeah. to the kids. For sure. So, okay, breeds for these type of people. Okay. Uh, we couldn't really make a big list. So if anyone has recommendations, <laughs> just let us know. So it's also that we have very different take on a lot of dogs, yep. the three of us. Yeah. So I think those are kind of the dogs that we, we can't argue. We all agree on it. Yeah. So... That's why the list is short. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we love to argue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So on my list, I've got, I think doodles are very easy. Uh, we've met a lot of not so easy ones, but overall, on average, doodles are great. You can go for a walk, come home, and they just sleep. A lot of the ones we've met, um, obviously, there are expe- exceptions. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What do you guys think about that? You guys should talk about your own opinions on the doodles half agree half don't agree yeah i'm kind of with Cass. okay we'll elaborate so yeah so the reason i don't 100 percent agree with doodles is because i've seen a lot of dogs left with no training so if you subscribe to like our training styles and stuff like that generally speaking most doodles are very very easy yeah Yeah. but for the average person who doesn't really have the basic skill set of how to work with a dog doodles are usually very very social but they're usually extremely bouncy they're terrible on leash when you don't have the proper methods being used and stuff like that because poodles Um, are crazy bouncy and insane so high energy all that kind of stuff and the thing is when it comes to doodle we're actually more talking about the poodle part of it exactly because we have to move this classification to lots of other dogs so we can talk about that later yeah doodles are kind of an iffy category because we were talking about it earlier Mm because there is the only constant in poodle in doodles is poodle is poodle (laughs) and then there's the other poodle for example personally i also think a lot of standard poodles Uh are very nice and easy yeah but like I said, we've met so many different ones with so yep. many different balances mm-hmm. that, yeah, that could be discussed for ages. Yeah. Uh, they're very smart and they're very easy to train when you do training. Yeah. But if you don't, then they're just flying at the end of the week exactly. all yeah. over the place. I, actually, I'd say the way we even came to that conclusion is every time one of these dogs come in here, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, okay, that dog was easy. It took a day. <laughs> 
that's where we would consider it easy for the average person because if it takes us a day to get the or we even two three days to get the dog really under control that's good yeah right? but there have also been some that are here that are really weird for a few weeks yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for cool. sure um i think all three of us can agree on lab Yes, certain labs. Yeah. Certain labs. So labs is one of those things that's going to be in multiple categories. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you get a good pet lab, that's yes. not from a working line. From like a family breeder. Yeah. Breed yeah. specifically for like a family dog. Those are, if you guys have never like, for people out there listening, if they've never been across one of these dogs, mm -hmm. they're incredible. <laughs> yeah. They're incredible. They're you, can, you just notice when they're four months old, they just walk around, they look at you, hey, how you they're doing? So sweet. And they go lie down. They're just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's usually two categories that labs fall into. There's what's called the American labs and then the English labs. The English labs are those like shorter, boxier, um, usually more calm kind of ones. Mm -hmm. And then the American labs, which are the crazy, crazy high energy ones. Generally speaking, both are really, really social. Um, the American or sometimes called field labs, those are usually just more active. Working yeah, so that would red. fall into a working line hunting line. Or, yeah, I would exactly. put a working line lab at the top of the top of the top of the crazy, personally. We'll oh, talk about yeah. that later. The oh, top yeah. of the, higher than anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, on my list, I have a boxer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they're pretty easy. They're, they're crazy, but in the goofy sense. Yeah, leash pulling is about it. Yeah, that's yeah, like the worst exactly. of your problems. Yeah, but they're, they they're really fun dogs. Really fun, really goofy, okay, really guys, sweet. Have you ever seen a boxer with like aggression or bad, bad reactivity? I think the only time that that really pops up is if the dog is over socialized. Yes. And the dog has been exposed to a lot of really bad dogs, yes. which is common because a lot of dogs don't go to like go boxers. Yes. Yeah. They, a lot they of dogs don't. don't like boxers by nature, but if <laughs> it gets along well with the basic dog yeah yeah, yeah. With the average dog it's a good cool. dog i like boxes uh, do you guys have anything else yeah, on that list yeah I'm dachshund. sorry <laughs> i got dachshund dachshund oh they're the best just they're, don't let them jump off the couch they, yeah they're a big dog and a small body but uh they actually are easy they're great dogs. they're a big they're dog awesome. trapped in a small body which makes them hilarious mm -hmm. like they're very funny but they don't have that much energy requirements they can sleep i'd say the worst thing you have to deal with is they're just loud sometimes Yeah, they can be. Yeah. And that's another dog that you have to be careful. Like when we were talking about the show lines earlier. Yeah. yeah. Like the show lines is making them longer and longer and longer <laughs> and longer. And their yeah. backs is getting more and more and more and more fragile. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that's... Um, I think they're careful. trying to turn it into a snake at this point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> But generally very social. Yes. Yeah. Very, yeah. very sweet. Super sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love to very sleep and cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Even at a young age, they all sleep yeah. all day. They're great. Really, really easy. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, For everyone wondering who that is or what that is, it's a wiener dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it's people don't know dog. what they're actually it's called. It's a little hot dog. Yeah. Um, I've got certain bulldogs. So we have yeah. Old English Bulldog. I think they're super easy. Yeah. Um, they Similar can be a little boxer. bit heavy and rambunctious, just like a boxer, but yeah. relatively simple. Yeah. I have English Bulldogs too. Oh, yeah. Old English, English. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All easy. Um, um, American Bulldogs. So they can be easy, but it's the same thing. There's two lines. There's a working line, and then there is the more pet lines, yeah. um, which we kind of forget when it comes to American Bulldogs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but the working lines are actually like, they are, energy, like they have, they have gas in the tank. Like okay. they will go. Yep. They will go. I, I think we have to go back to English Bulldogs for a second. <laughs> so in terms of behavior mm -hmm. and energy level, great. Yes. In terms of health, 
Oh, Bad. grooming! <laughs> grooming is disgusting. Cleaning yeah. out the wrinkles, Their eyes, no wrinkles. And again, but it comes back to those stupid show lines yeah, that are making yeah. the dogs flatter and flatter and wrinklier yeah. and wrinklier. And do you have money to deal with? They have yes. high prevalence of cancer. Yeah. Very um, high uh, life expectancy is very low. Yep. Because yep. of cancer and all sorts yep. of problems. Yeah. All yeah. kinds of bone issues. Most yep. bulldogs, people don't really understand what a proper body shape should look like, so they're all fat. All and fat. All overweight. Yep. Yeah. Um, which yeah, means you're multiplying fed, I mean. chances of everything else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing's very, very hard when we have those 40-degree so days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can put Frenchies in that, too. Yeah, yeah. Frenchies, They fall in the same. They do. There's just... You need to have money for a Frenchie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason I don't get one... I like them. I the only love reason I've them. never got one is I'm just afraid, like, what if my life is going not so good mm-hmm. and I don't have $10,000? Yeah. <laughs> you know the reason why I would never get a Frenchie? I would never go and seek out a puppy Frenchie. Because for me, the concept of having a dog that is struggling to be alive, just, I, I can't wrap. I love those dogs because they're fun as hell, but I yeah. would never go ahead and purchase one because those dogs cannot breathe. Yeah. They're struggling yeah. their whole life. And look at Cookie, look sweet. at Sumo, look at those yeah. dogs. They have like life coming out of their ears, but they can't do anything about it because they can't breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're so sweet. They're, and they're so, so funny. Sweet. They're, they're so, so cute. Sweet. But they, do, they are struggling. Struggling so hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I've got, so we were at American Bull Dogs. Yes. Uh, we just need to make sure we're talking about a strictly, like, pure American Bulldog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No a pit bull stuff. is much different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much, much different. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I got Great Dane. Yeah, same. Yeah. They're so yeah, easy. Same. So easy. You go walk five minutes and they're like, okay. So they're <laughs> People are, quote unquote, scared of Dane because they're such big dogs and they're like, yeah. I live in a small apartment. And they, they have the are, massive face which scares they some They are the best apartment dogs. They yeah. will sleep the under a, te- a table the whole day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then while well, you have a chihuahua and the chihuahua is just like running laps. <laughs> and you have Dane sleeping. So Yeah. Same with greyhounds. Yeah. Um, a lot of those really tall sight hounds, mm-hmm. people think that they're so athletic looking so they can run for hours and hours. Nope, the They sprinters. will run for five minutes yep. and then they will pass out for the rest of the day. If you have a yep. Dane, don't make it run, though. No. So Great Danes, uh, Great Danes, Greyhounds. Yeah. Greyhounds, Whippets, those kind of dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're great. Usually very, very easy. Yeah. They're great. I wrote a few breeds and I can't read my writing. I'm trying to look at it, I just can't <laughs> figure it out. Help? No, no one's going to figure that out. Frenchies. That's his Oh, Frenchie. that's his French. Oh, wow. What's this? Lexi. That's his that Lexi. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll skip that. Okay, anyways. Um, oh so God. I have two on here. I don't know how Nash is going to feel about these ones, uh, but I have Shih Tzu on here. I think they're fantastic. If you go to Scarborough, 50% of the dogs that you see are Shih Tzus. Yeah. And usually they're extremely friendly with people, dogs, everything. So you I do agree with you, <laughs> but I, I just met them after they've been anxious for five years. True. So yeah. that's why... I, you also, something you have to remember when we talk about dogs is that we see the worst of the worst. Yeah. Like, we see the bad dogs. We yeah. rarely yeah. see the good dogs, unless you guys get, like, a puppy class or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when we get board and trained dogs, we see the bad dogs. Yeah. So, like, uh, we're a tiny bit biased because we really see the worst in the wor- of the worst because... We train dogs, and people come to us because they have difficulties with our dogs. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So that's pretty much it for our easier list, yeah. right, for dogs for the average home. Mm-hmm. So we can move on to active pets. So what we mean by active pets, we can go over their lifestyle quickly. Yeah. So these are the type of people you still work a full-time job, you have, but you actually include your dog in your activities. So if you're going to go for a jog in the morning, yeah. you're taking a dog that comes with you for a jog. Um, I think the most important thing about this category of people is they section off extra time 
to be active have, to be active and they want to include their dogs in they it. spend weekends with their dogs yeah they're just active with their dogs yeah it's people who go on hikes it's people who like they're outdoorsy they're mm-hmm. like just always on the go yeah. um it's not like the athlete that runs like a 5k or 10k every day but it's somebody who's like active and doing something every day yeah, yeah. and more than just going to a bar cool yeah good and uh these are for the people that when they come home they're not so exhausted they have like not even a minute for their dog right because these Mm -hmm. dogs won't be okay in that situation exactly so we'll start with we have a lab again in this category we've got a few examples i'd say all the dogs all the labs we had come in our facility this year were on the active side they were a little bit more excitable they're a little bit more crazy um and they wouldn't fit in the first category Mm -hmm. no yeah exactly yeah exactly they could but they would not be fulfilled and uh, the owners would probably be a little frustrated with their dogs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they would need a bit more work. Okay, yeah. and then we have German Shepherds. For me, I would put a German Shepherd in this category because yeah. I've met a lot of people make them work, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. But certain German Shepherds don't belong in this category because they're crazier. Yes. They would yeah. belong in our next category, and that's which we'll get to. Same thing as the lab is when we talk about lines. They are um, regular, like, working lines for German Shepherds, and they are pets yeah. lines for German Shepherds. Yeah. Good. Next, uh, next we have Greyhound. I don't know if we talked about this. Uh, greyhounds, I would actually put in both categories. Greyhounds are good active dogs because they're actually pretty crazy outside. But they're actually very, very good in the house too. Yeah, I would keep them more on the average pets. Yeah. Because they're yeah. crazy, but like... For two seconds. Yeah, and then it's like, they're boom, done. done. <laughs> good. Uh, any type of spaniel? Yeah. Any type of spaniel? Yep. I put GSPs in there. Yep, GSPs, hunting dogs, Bishla, yeah. Weimaraner. Mm-hmm. The reason these guys are good is because you can jog, you can do whatever you want with them. They yeah. can handle anything. Yeah. Uh, they still have an innate drive to hunt. And they're, they're physically sturdy too. So like Very healthy. Yeah, there's yeah. not a dog that's going to break because he runs. Mm-hmm. They might get injuries because dogs are dogs and they might get injuries. Yep. But um, it's a GSP or a Vigila or things like that, dogs that are built to endure activities. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. If you take a Great Dane for a walk, you might have a very expensive vet bill. Uh, Vigila, GSPs, and all that are made for that kind of activity. Good. Uh, I would put poodles in this category. Uh, poodles because, well, they're pretty active. They're pretty crazy. They also fit in the first category, but mm-hmm. the average poodle is much more in this category. Yeah. yeah, and it depends. I find that when it comes to poodle, it depends the amount of work you put into the dog. Yeah. Because uh, you can easily teach it to be extremely chill, but you can also easily teach it to be active. I yep. find that yeah. it's a good, uh, malleable breed for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Um, we have Samoids. Samoids are good. Everyone likes sham- Samoids. Nowadays, yeah, they're popping up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Airedales. Yeah, Airedales. Airedales are good dogs. Uh, golden retriever we can talk about a bit uh, golden retrievers are good they're excitable they're fun you can do whatever with them but they also have a nasty side to them so we'll talk about that later uh i would put pits in pit that bull. category pit bulls pit bulls um, are good because if, if you, you have a solid pit um they'd be a fun companion for a lot of fun activities yeah. maybe not jogging for per se but just because of breathing yeah yep. um but they are fun dog active dogs they like to do stuff and be active like hikes they could hike all day long mm-hmm. yep yep um sheep dogs are great yeah and uh also portuguese water dogs so if anyone's looking at getting a high energy doodle just get a portuguese water dog they're, they're way more, clearer way more social yeah they're more genetically mm-hmm. sound and yeah. they're more they are a breed yeah they are not a mix of two breeds they're and they have similar breed. look yeah and they're um, hypoallergenic well ex- nothing's hypoallergenic but they, <laughs> they don't shed yeah exactly yeah. and they have yeah. similar look to what a doodle is 
So if you exactly. want like a mentally sound doodle, get a Portuguese. Yep. And I put Dobermans in here, but we will we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So now is our working category. Yeah. So working dog category. We're going to keep it really, really simple. If you are not taking this dog to work mm-hmm. with you or if you're not going to compete in like a sport or if you don't have a specific reason that you have this dog around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a job we'll, for that dog. Yeah. So a few examples are if you have a shop or like an auto shop or mm-hmm. a mechanic shop, whatever it is, the dog can be a guard dog. Yeah. We and have one yeah. up the streets. Yeah. Um, like you were saying earlier, like those dogs, the average people might look at it as cruel, but this dog's having the time of her life. Yeah. yeah. Like she's guarding that jo- that shop. She's doing what she loves. She's bred for it. She's good at it. And yeah. she's killing it. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know why people look at it as cruel. Because in the dog's point of view, the dog is like, I'm scaring everyone away. Yeah. I am all powerful. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one cooler than me on this planet. Exactly. Every, no one's even trying to fight me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for the dog's point of view, like yeah. that's as confident as it gets, yeah, exactly. which is great. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, so yeah. Like, and I think we had a good analogy for what um if you're gonna get one of those dogs if you don't have like an actual job for it and you do sports yeah it's kind of like doing a sport on your own it's i go to the gym three to four times a week you go to work your dogs at a club three four times a week so it's something that you have to be dedicated to and it's not like oh i'm gonna start doing this and i'll see how it goes it's if i get this dog i am committed to it and i'm gonna go through with it Mm -hmm. yeah because if you stop you're gonna hate your life and your dog is gonna hate you and it's life too yeah and we just need to make it clear like by working breed You can't take a working breed and just make it an active breed. Yeah. Right? You can't just jog with a working breed because you just will not fulfill the dog. Yeah. Right? And do- you had like exactly what you were saying when we were talking before. You were talking about Broly when we pulled him out uh, earlier today. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to explain that. Yeah. Like with him, dog. he can, he has to bite on a leather strap right now. Mm-hmm. So him biting on a leather strap and using all of his jaw muscles and his cheek muscles to hold on. Um, that for him, two minutes of that is exhausting. Yeah. Right, we had a couple reps, two minutes. For him, he's tired. Mm-hmm. That is enough for him. But if I were to jog with him, he would do that full speed for hours and not care. Yeah, and then he'll come home and be like, "Can I bite something?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's very similar. So another working area would be farm, farmland. Yeah. Uh, herding, sheepdogs, um, border collies fall right into there. Yeah. So we can just talk right about them. So I think we covered all the working areas: protection, uh, guarding a property, yeah. herding, sports. Yeah. Is there anything else, really? Personal protection. Personal protection, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much yeah, everything. So. so if your dog is not specifically doing that job, yep. the breed is not ideal for an average Just drop one category mm-hmm. and go back to the active. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're not sure if you're either or, you're probably active and not sport. Yeah. And not um, working. Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, so border collies. Yep. If a border collie is unfulfilled, uh, they're a nightmare. <laughs> yes. So you can go for a walk with them. And the problem with the Border Collie is they're the, probably the worst dogs to walk. Because if you go for a walk with them and they heavily fixate on everything outside, you're actually not helping the dog unless you're stopping that drive. So what the dog is doing is getting more and more frustrated every walk because yep. they want to lunge at everything. Yep. And now you're creating a frustrated dog. So Border Collies in the working area, they're actually pretty tough. Pretty tough as a pet. Yeah, it is. Because then they won't we always hear like, oh, I have a Border Collie and he yeah. lunges at cars, at bikes. And- and what's the reason anyone should get a border collie? Hurting a farm, or maybe even like I think Cassie were mentioning earlier, like a trick dog. A if trick dog, like agility, fly ball, agility, frisbee. Actually, I'm glad you guys ma- mentioned agility. Everyone wants to put their dog into agility. Most dogs can't do it, and the ones that can, they don't have enough drive to do it. 
yeah. <laughs> if you know what mm -hmm. I mean. So using agility as an outlet for high dog, energy. So people say that they have a dog with high energy and they need an outlet. 99.9% .9 of the time, they have a dog that's untrained. And anxious. And anxious. <laughs> and they want the dog to burn energy, to sleep. A tired dog is not a well-behaved dog. Yes. Yeah. A well-behaved dog is a well-behaved dog. Yeah, anxiety is not the same as high energy. Yeah, exactly. Just because someone texts you, what time are you coming, what time are you coming, what time are you coming, doesn't mean they forgot their dog in the morning. They're just anxious. <laughs> They're just freaking exactly. anxious. Exactly. <laughs> right? So that's where, for those, for, if you're getting that dog, mm -hmm. It has to be for a job. Yeah. Uh, Australian cattle dogs are the yeah. same. They can be really yeah. bitey. They yeah, they're nippy. Bite you. <laughs> they're yeah. nippy. Yeah. And, but again, they're bred for that. Yeah. They're bred to nip. They're yeah. bred to nip. And they do actually do a better job than a lot of border collies, I think, I think when so. it comes to cattle. They're really good at what yeah. they do. Mm -hmm. Like a well-bred cattle dog. But we've met a few um, that, that have not really been fulfilled. They become jerks. They'll bite you. And they're they're aggressive. Yeah. And they get yeah. really neurotic, yeah. really annoying. Um, working breeds. We have working line German Shepherds. Working line German Shepherds. Which I think should be the, again, we talked about look earlier. Yeah. The look wise, I think working lines should be the standard for the breed, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause there's sound, more sound in their hips and their head and overall body. And then yeah. you have like the pet line that's like on the high, high angle. Yeah, exactly. Usually you get a working line, they have mm -hmm. a flat back, they look good and yeah. they have the mind to do something clear. Yeah, mm -hmm. if, if you're getting a working line German Shepherd, it's probably the only place it should be is as a protection dog, guard dog, yeah. or sports. sports. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I, I personally think beagles are awful pets. Like, awful. <laughs> After meeting so many and the struggles people have, uh, they, like, they, yeah, they can end up cuddling soon, like maybe halfway into their life, but <laughs> they just don't really have, they don't want to be a pet. I think they want to do something. Yeah. yeah. That's the best way to just kind of explain what a beagle's like. I think they just want to go hunt. They want to go look for rabbits. And that's about it. They want to go s sniff stuff. So just as a pet, no. I would put them as a working dog in the hunting area. Like, they're hunting working dogs. Yeah. 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 Um, also, for working areas, I'd say a lab. A working line lab. Those things are crazy. Yeah. Uh, you don't see many of them because they're crazy. I'd say they're crazier than any other dog out there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Working line, yeah. field line, lab, they're insane. They'll yeah. never sleep. They want to hunt dogs all day. Yeah. They never stop. For sure. Good. Uh, do you uh, have anything to say about beagles? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we have mouths on the list too. Of course, Malinois. Malinois for working. Yeah. So if you're getting a mal, like I don't want to be some kind of gatekeeper for the breed because a lot of people out there are. They're they have mouths and they advocate for no one getting mouths. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm all for fine. Go get a mouth, but you will cry. <laughs> like, go do it. But they're they're exhausting. You have no time to do anything really. Like when you get home, if my dogs were, if I don't work my dogs, they're very annoying. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're very very annoying. And again, it all depends. Like we were talking before, it all depends on the genetic of the dog. It depends on the kind of breeder he comes from, and like it depends on the lineage. It depends on so many things. Yep. Um, but mouths are known to be like not your average. The Malinois. Yeah. 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 If you are getting a Malinois for to go for a jog every day, no, just get a freaking get something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They will. Just be. They will hate you. That's the way I look at it. Like a Mal is like okay, so that's it. And then what, what now? Yeah. Nothing, so they'll destroy yeah. everything. Um, so they're not exactly good for that. Uh, do we have any other working dogs to talk about? What else is there? Um, Pyrenees. Oh, yeah, Pyrenees. Pyrenees. Pyrenees, we see them a lot 
I don't want to say a lot, but too much mm-hmm. as pets. Like actual pets, pets, not even that cute. active lifestyle, just pets. Because they're cute, they're big, they're white, they're fluffy. Yeah. But these dogs, these dogs should work. Yeah. My aunt was looking to get some kind of like Yorkie or Maltese or something. Okay. And then she sent me a photo of a Pyrenees. Oh, <laughs> and I said, I said, just don't get that unless you want your kids to die. <laughs> that was my text back. <laughs> yeah, like and they guard, they tend to guard people. Yeah. They guard properties, they guard things, they just like... Yeah, they are just very don't. territorial. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. Okay, anything else in the working? Uh, I think that's it. Okay, good. Good. Uh, okay, so now we can talk about dogs that you just, in should our opinion, guess. should not get. Yeah. and that's, In our opinion. Again, we're very biased. Yep. We see the worst. <laughs> um, and it's our personal opinions, personal and professional opinions. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Do your own research. Um, but yeah. And don't get me wrong, like... All these breeds we're going to mention, we had we have no hard feelings towards any of these dogs we've worked with. We've yeah. worked with a lot of them, but just once again, due to law of averages, mm-hmm. the average breed of this type that we've come across would be very difficult for a person. Yes. Like, you know, there are lots of dogs that come in here and they leave, and then we kind of all look at each other and we go, how is that person going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, especially if they come in for one session, we kind of look at it and go, this is really hard this is for you be guys. Tough. Yeah. yeah. Long term. Uh, so who wants to start the list? Well, I'll start with number one, the Shiba Inu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. the For number one. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons is that they are just incredibly sensitive and selfish. So selfish. they, and they're extremely vocal. They scream about yeah. everything. Like yes. you can look at them funny and they'll scream. Yeah. yeah. So. And they're um, very bitchy. Ultra, ultra oh, bitchy. Very bitchy. They, they bitchy. don't yeah, want to do anything for you. And they are not affectionate dogs. At all. No, they're soft. And the problem with they're them... They're very physically we, soft. You want to touch them, but they don't want to be touched. <laughs> they don't want to be touched. Yeah. And the problem yeah. with them is they actually do have some kind of drive. I don't know what they're driven to do. They love to play ball. That they, yeah, they love to do those things. Yeah. But if you don't get a hold of that quickly, they'll be neurotic very quickly. Yeah. yeah. So the hard part is you have a dog that does not care about you or wants to do anything with you, but also Before has you. some drive. Yeah. And if you don't fulfill that, they're going to be crazy. Yeah. It's not they, a easy they're, they're not super human social. They're not super dog social. Yeah. Um, they look cool. <laughs> they look cute, but that's what people really kind of get to see. Yeah. 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 Um, and like, if you, and I think we talked about that before we started recording. If you are going to get a dog for looks, go for it. Make the list of the dogs you think look good and then do your research. On all on, of them. On all of them. Yeah. On all of them. Because I know, like, everybody wants a dog that looks cool. Exactly. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. But make sure you do research behind it. And number one research you should do is Shiba. Because <laughs> yes. they look cool. They look the super cool. Dumb dogs. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're cute too. Yeah, they're um, cute. So on the rest of my do not list, okay, so I've got Pomeranians. That's just my opinion. And we have a lot of people that follow us that have Pomeranians. <laughs> I've met too many biting Pomeranians that have tortured their families to say yeah. that they're not a good dog. So I think the problem with Pomeranians is that um, they are created to be bad. Because yes. it's same yeah. thing with Chihuahuas. People always, always say, like, oh, chihuahuas are the worst. Chihuahuas are great dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they are raised in a way that makes them horrible. So then, okay, we, we should talk about why this happens. Yeah. So let's look at a palm, for example, and a chihuahua. Yeah. We have two dogs that are raised as if they're little dogs. But chihuahuas actually have a protective temperament. Yeah. Yeah. And Pomeranians have, they're, they're, just, they're a spitz at the end of the day. So they actually are motivated to do things. Yeah. So you have two dogs that 
they want to do things, yeah. right? But most people raise them as if they're tiny little, I don't know, little couch potatoes. And then yeah. because of that, they become pissy, just personal. frustrated, and they have no rules at all because they're little. And mm-hmm. because of that, they start biting. Yeah. So for that reason, for everyone who's listening, if you're going to put in work getting these palms, that's fine. They're great. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. actually good dogs. But for just the way the average person raises them, yeah. they're going to bite you. If you get a palm or f- like any kind of those like micro breeds, like tiny, tiny dogs, yeah. raise them as if they were mastiffs. Yeah, exactly. And you'll have a good dog. And hold them accountable. The From the beginning. Yeah, yeah. not once yeah. you see, start seeing problems. Yeah. Start day one as if the dog was yeah, a big dog. Build yeah. the relationship properly yeah. mm-hmm. and make sure everyone's on board who's working with Don't the dog. Don't let them get yeah. away with being small and being cute. Exactly. <laughs> and they're very intelligent too. So if Super you smart. show them a little bit of weakness in the beginning or yeah. a little bit of softness, they're going to take advantage of that even after you go the training route, yeah. after you're already resolving issues that have appeared. But if you get on top of it right away yeah. and set the foundation for that dog, it'll be very easy to raise them. Yeah, yeah. good. So on this list of like tougher dogs, mm-hmm. we're not saying these are like bad dogs, no. but they're just really going to, like they don't fit in any of these categories of average or active lifestyle or working. Yeah. They're just all they're in just a bit of a gray dogs. area yeah. that are predisposed to certain problems yeah. that'll make it very hard for you to have as a dog. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So with that being said, I think corgis are not that easy for no. the average person. No. I've met too, also too many biting corgis, but yes, with that, yes. we also have a very lovely corgi that comes in here all <laughs> yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, best. Yeah. Yes. But, um, but, and that's, and that's a perfect example of it's not all the yep. it's, it's average. Yeah, and average, I remember there was a time I went to this person's house for a training session. He, I think I told you about this, right, Kaz? I don't know Maybe. if I did. I forget what his name was, but every time they went to the washroom or away from him, his separation anxiety was so bad that he would bite them. When they were going to work, they had to make the excuse to their boss multiple times that, hi, I couldn't get ready for work and come here on time because my dog would not let me leave my house. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't really believe it when they told me on the phone. But then I went to their house and I said, "Hey, make sure you have your dog on leash because he's gonna tr- he's gonna try to bite me, and I don't want to deal with that today." Uh-huh. Um, so then they had him on a leash, and then I walked in, and they I don't know why you know how people are sometimes they kind of just think, "Oh, the dog's okay now," and they let go of the leash. Oh, yeah, well, you're a trainer, <laughs> so I can. Let oh, like he's leash. a trainer, he'll magically yeah, yeah. telepathically make my dog stop. Yeah. So <laughs> so I went to the house. And then they're like, oh, yeah, he's fine. He's just sniffing you up. And I said, I didn't want him sniffing me up. And then they let go of the leash. And he, <laughs> he jumped on me and sized me up. He stared at me like, hey, buddy, you better get out of my house. <laughs> oh my so then I, I was like, okay, we're in a bit of trouble. So I tried to grab his leash to pull him off uh-huh. because I was like, there's nothing else I can do. He's sizing me up. I can't push him off. He's going to fight me. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. move his head. He's going to bite me. So I tried to grab his leash and he started jumping up and trying to bite me. Oh my God. But this is not a one corgi story. Yeah, this corgis, corgis, corgis tend to like be when tough. When they don't like something, yeah. they will tell you. Yeah, and yeah. it's hard to break those behaviors. Yeah, they're mini yeah. Australian cattle dog. That's what they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah literally what they are. It. Uh, on my list, definitely, definitely chows. Chow Chows? 100%. Well, you're 100%. The, the most experienced Chow trainer in, <laughs> in the world. In the, <laughs> in the world. Anyone Bring who has a Chow Chow? No, 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 blah, 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 blah. You guys did not hear so, that. So, okay, why? I have a lot of experience with uh, with Chows too, and I think we have different reasons for them. So do you want to? Um, they're very handler pissy. They have huge guarding tendencies. They are stubborn as hell. They, I just can't. This is just not like I, I don't know what to start. <laughs> okay, so they're, they're, they're definitely cute. selfish. They can be cute. Yeah, definitely selfish. Selfish. For sure. I'd I'd say if there's any dog out there that is willing to kill another dog, 
Chow Chow. For sure. Yeah. Chow Chows are very willing. And they're handler aggressive. Very handler aggressive. They will turn on the handler on a dime. Instant. Yeah, just the way you want to look at it is, um, this is horrible, but you hear all those stories about kids killing their parents. You yes. Know, there's random stories about that. <laughs> yes. That kid is a chow chow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? So this is chow chow. <laughs> That's basically, they will turn. Imagine you have a dog that is willing to turn on you. That's just, and you know, and it could be over the smallest mm-hmm. little thing. They got pissed about something and they just wanted to attack you. Yes. Right? So they're capable of that. I mean, if you like the look and you're willing to put in the work, yeah, there, there are some great chow chow owners that you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great chow chow owners. But if you ask them if they would get a chow again, I'm, a, I'm very interested to hear what that answer is. Yeah, if those people were to get a lab, they would have the best lab in the planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think the next closest thing to a chow chow, um, a close second would be the Sharpay. <laughs> also, similar to the chow chow, because they look really interesting. Like, chow chows are yeah. cute, but Sharpays are very unique looking, and that's Definitely. what people love about them. Um, but they can be very angry for no reason (laughs) and they're incredibly hard to read so unlike a lot of dogs you can't really read their expressions very well because their faces are so fat and they've got so many wrinkles wrinkles and stuff so when they are angry it's a little bit harder for you to um see kind of like what's going on what's going on yeah they're they're hard to read they're just yeah yeah Yeah. they're just (laughs) (laughs) and anything else they're just i don't know it just seems blah. I have angry. very little experience. Yeah. I have very, very, very well, little experience with uh, with Sharpays. From what I know. But I look I know, at a Sharpay and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I know quite a few and I haven't met one that is both human and dog social. I've met a oh. few that hate humans and are very social with dogs. Okay. Um, but you never met I've one never met both? one that's fine with both. Or they'll be fine with some people and just hate some other people. <laughs> They're very unpredictable as to what they like. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um... I think everyone knows by now. I'm not a husky fan. Yeah, they're just, we know, we know. They're just like they have no purpose. <laughs> you, they have a purpose. Well, okay, fine. To <laughs> that's pulse a very so to pulse sleds. Okay, that's that's, that's a very personal call on that one. That's a personal call. Yeah, I, I've never met no, a husky that I even remotely liked. Yeah, but there balance. is no like if you put a husky and a chow chow on the balance, a husky's uh-huh. way better. A husky's way better. Okay. <laughs> okay, but when it comes to huskies, remember when I, I say we're why, biased? I get why people <laughs> like them because they're they see them as funny. Yeah. And they see them as they have personality. Yeah, that's great. That's great. But I'm just looking at it as a pure pet perspective. The way I always look at it is, yes, this person has this dog, but how different could this person's life be if they had this dog? Because you know, most people who have huskies, they have all the same complaints. The dog mm-hmm. runs away. The dog. I cannot have the dog off leash. The dog's a little annoying in the house and a little mm-hmm. bit overexcited, and the dog destroys everything. I don't think yeah. anyone has a husky that has not destroyed at least ten things, right? So yeah. when you put all those together. Once again, we're talking about for the average person, a husky is not a good dog mm-hmm. for the average person. Yeah, I guess. But there are also lots of people out there that make huskies work, and they yeah. love them. Yeah, and they and love them, and understand. they would not get anything else but huskies. Yeah. Exactly. So I have a friend wh- who leaves a condo. She has two. Oh, yeah, and, and like she probably makes it work really well. Yeah, so I'm she just, not get any For someone way. new who doesn't have much experience, husky's a bad bet. It just goes back to the basic, simple... Do not get a dog for looks theory. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you're getting a husky and someone asks you, oh, why are you going to get a husky? And if you, you say looks, no, don't do that. Wrong answer. <laughs> if Wrong you answer. are looking to get a husky, I think the best way to think about it is think of all of the things you have to do with a normal dog and multiply each one of those things by 10. Yeah. yeah. So training, you have to do 10 times more. Because they, they don't want to listen to you. They don't want to listen. They have 
terrible recall. And they they love don't have to any run. motivation for food. They don't usually. really. They're really, really prone to separation anxiety. Yeah. But yet, very selfish. Extremely yeah. selfish. Exercise, you'll have to do a lot more because they yeah. are a high energy breed. And then grooming. You have to groom a husky. You have to brush a husky a lot more than yeah. you would brush a lot. They've lab. got all the bad. <laughs> yeah. Take everything you have to do times 10. Yeah. yeah. Every, That's yeah, they, they've got maximum on the scale for yeah. of like all yeah. those things. <laughs> Everything. Uh, all right. I think there's a couple more that we had. Yeah, we have Akita. Kangle. Akita's there. Yeah. Akita's they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, and the movie Hatchy really made them popular. <laughs> Because it made them look super loyal. They're not yeah. loyal. No, this. Anything <laughs> that's fluffy and over a hundred pounds is probably not a good tricky. idea. Uh, they have pretty tricky. strong inherent aggression. Yeah. Human aggression, yeah. dog aggression. Uh, they're very territorial. I think yeah. they in America. They're just they very wild. Yep. Yeah. That's More of like a primal breed is the name. That, yes. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. Like, and the same thing with Kangles and Anatolians. They're more like the dog dog. Yeah. Like, or even Shibas. You yeah. could say the same thing with Shibas. Exactly. You could say that with Rhodesian Ridgebacks, Thai Ridgebacks. True. A True. lot of those dogs are more predisposed to human especially, but also dog problems, yeah, yeah, aggression yeah. and stuff like that. And selfishness. Yeah. Selfishness, selfishness is uh, that's a high one. Like, no will to please an owner. It's yeah. hard, that, that's yeah. hard to have a dog like that. Um, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> on the list, Pyrenees, we already talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any type of scent hound... Walking hound, coon hound. Yes. Beagle, we can even throw in there. It's a, that's a hard dog. They will just run away and scream their face off while they're doing it. And they don't, <laughs> and they don't care about anything. And they don't care. And they're they messy. They can be really messy, too. Yep, yep. They can, can be, be messy. Really messy. They, they're sweet. Like, don't get me wrong. They're sweet. They're social. But not long. Not for long. Not for long. Yeah. Not for long. Yeah, and then they just kind of don't care about you. Yeah. They're usually pretty dog social. That is one thing they usually, have going yeah. with them because they're used to kind of hunting in packs and stuff like True. that. So, so they're dog... Would you say they're dog social or they're dog... Friendly. Friendly. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Ash is social. Yeah, Ash, Ash is, is definitely very social. social. Um, Ash is most beagles, I think, are social. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they I'd can be so. friends with anybody. Super social yeah. unless you know And they're very socially resilient. So if they have any bad experiences with dogs, They'll they will back. walk into the next... Yep. social situation not really thinking about that previous one that's exactly nice. exactly which is re- a really good quality for yep. people with first dogs who screw up socialization so yeah that is a good selling point for a beagle everything else is a terrible Be- selling point everything else about those dogs. <laughs> stop, stop like, selling them yes yeah i know like, that was an accident like, i didn't think um there was a period and i don't want anyone scolding me but there was a period where i did not create moxie it was for like like a few years. Yeah, yeah, I know. Whatever. This is back when I was she a very, very early age trainer. No, she figured out how to do everything. She could open the fridge. She could move. We had a little toaster oven beside the fridge. She would move. She would, I don't even know how she did it because I don't think she carried it with her teeth. But she would push <laughs> one of our dining chairs to the kitchen and climb it. So, you know, all those videos you see where dogs climb stuff and get mm-hmm. things. Yeah, she was able to do all that. It sucked. Jesus. It sucked. Um, she would eat three times her body weight in the sitting. Yeah, she did. So, it, it's, they're tough. Yeah, they're I think tough they're dogs. tough. Mm-hmm. They're tough dogs. They're definitely. I don't think I have anything sure. else on my like. I uh, think Jack Russells are hard Jared's for certain easier. people. Yeah, yeah, they can be tough. Uh, okay, so we should touch on Dobermans quickly because um, I wanted to put them in the other categories, but they're actually more on the difficult side for the average yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Dobermans, mm-hmm. but there are certain problems that they have. Mm-hmm. So off the top of my head, they they're a little bit on the nervous side. They're very sketchy, is the right word. I call they, them edgy. Edgy, yeah. yes. More than sketchy. Yeah. And they heavily stress out over small changes. Yes. Yeah. Heavily. Yes. So let's say one day you come home and you get a new AC system. 
your Doberman is not going to stop staring at that AC system. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is going to kill all of us. That's what your Doberman's thinking. <laughs> yeah. And again, when we talk, I, I did talk a lot about like lines and things like that. Dobermans were bred to guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, the ne- more neurotic, the better. Yeah. So they tend to have that neurotic. The sharpness. Uh, yeah. Just the way they move. They're just like full angles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, left, right, yes. left, right, left. Like yes. Yeah. Or circles. And or remember, circles. Yeah, if you're yeah. getting a Doberman, if you're getting a Doberman for looks, you're screwed. I'll let you deal with that on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys sure. just do yeah. it and get in trouble. That's yeah. a, a 100% a purpose-bred dog. Yeah. yeah. yeah Don't get it if you just want someone to cuddle with. They're not very, like... They're very difficult to connect with emotionally. Yes. A lot of times, especially, like... Um, like, if you go say hi to one, and they're like, oh, hi. And then they run away the opposite way. Yeah. yeah. They they don't really look you in the like, eyes very much. They don't... You don't feel the love emanating <laughs> from them. No, like not at all. Like, if you're with a German like, Shepherd. Exactly. Like, if yeah. you take uh, Sepko, Lila, or Maya that I had, like, they're nice dogs, but you yeah, just can't... Great. You can't... Like, you know, There's you like can't bond. <laughs> like, you look at them, and, like, you can't bond. And I have that with dogs that are not well-groomed, and their eyes are like... <laughs> I swear to God. If I have a doodle that's not well-groomed, and I can't see their eyes, I'm like, I can't bond with this dog. I need to be able to see their eyes. With dobies, I can see their eyes, but it's like... Because they're not, they're looking past you. They're not looking at you. Exactly. They're looking through you. They're like, there's a ball somewhere. Yeah. I've I've had to work with a lot of them, so I do like them. But yeah, I've I've definitely had my scares with them. But yeah, Yeah. I do like them. Um, Mm -hmm. Cool. I don't know a lot of. How was Sepko? Does she have a. um, Like, or any other dogs that you work with? Any human? Human aggression? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll Other than anybody. guarding. She'll <laughs> bite anybody for no reason. Really? <laughs> uh, there, was a, there was one time I was on a trail hiking, uh-huh. and these a, guy, a bunch of guys on bikes came. I had Leela behind me. Leela's a Doberman. Yeah. And I had Sepko beside me, and I had, like, I think another eight dogs behind me in a down, and I think Moxie was in front of me, uh, which is always the case. So I had them all in a down, and it was a very short, uh, thin trail. It's only enough for one bike to go at a time. And the three people stopped in front of us, right? And uh, I know Jasper was beside me too, so all of my dogs didn't really care. They don't yeah. really care about other people. But they were like, oh, beautiful dog. One guy on a bike. One guy on a bike said, beautiful dogs. They were all talking. And then he reached for <gasps> Sepko. And I said, don't touch her. And he's like, no, no, I'm good with dogs. He reached oh, for Sepko. He stuck his arm out. Dumbest thing to do to a dog, by the way, stick your arm out. Um, he stuck his arm out towards Sepko, and I was like, don't. And Sepko bit his um, jacket. And pulled him to the ground off his bike. Oh, and I was like, you deserve that, you dumbass. <laughs> and then the, he looked at me and he's like, oh, wow, I didn't think that would happen. I was like, I said don't touch her. It's uh, not like so, you didn't have a warning. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the other, all the other dogs looked at him like he was a dummy too. <laughs> they all looked they judged like, him dude, just you're as much so as you stupid. <laughs> and then he got up, obviously embarrassed, and they all biked away. Yeah. And obviously he realized he was super stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, they... They're just, um, a lot of Dobermans will do that, though. Mm-hmm. They, they have an incredibly um, similar, all of them have, like, the same personality. They yeah. all have a very similar yeah. personality. And if that's not your kind of dog, don't get that dog. Yeah. Like, no, if you know a Doberman and you like the personality, get one. But if you've never actually interacted with a yeah. Dobie, that's not, it's its own dog. It's, yeah. yeah. It's its own, like, species. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very, They're very different. sharp, edgy, I guess that's the right yeah. word. They're sharp dogs. They're not like the dog you sit on the couch and cuddle with. Yeah. Yeah. They can be, but it takes a lot of work. <laughs> and a really interesting relationship. Yeah, yeah. you have to really yeah. build a good relationship. They'd rather you play ball with them than cuddle with them on the couch. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, um, do you guys want to talk about what dogs we would pick? Pers- yeah. Personally? Personally? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I think sure. yours is the most interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> so if wow. you were to look, so let's just 
let everyone know what's going on. If you were to get another dog, mm-hmm. where would you look? What kind of dog would you get? What are the key traits you'd look for? And how is your lifestyle? Um, I would look for a dog that's... I'd probably look for more like pets. Um, like general pet, not active, not working. Because I... I mean, we all work a lot. And I am not the person who goes for a jog. I'm not the person who goes like on huge hikes. I'd like a dog that has the possibility of doing that, which I don't right now, because Chet is just um, physically, he just can't handle the heat. I take him on a walk for like 10, 15 minutes at those <laughs> temperatures, and he's just like... Panting for two hours. He's out <laughs> cold for the rest of the day. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. But um, I am a sucker for bully breeds, so it's kind of, I'm kind of conflicted on that one. Um, yeah, I kind of... I think if pets do become legals, I, I think I'd want a pet. Nice, like a yeah. calm pit. No. Yeah. Oh, good. Like an in like you know, a pit that. I mean, I would train obviously, so that could have a good like on and off switch. Good. That I could mm-hmm. still do things when I want to do things, and he is able to handle it. But also a pit that has a good off switch. Yeah. Either that or obviously a lab. Oh, nice. Because who doesn't want a lab? I want a lab. Yeah. Who doesn't want a lab? Literally, who doesn't want a lab? Right. Everybody should get a lab. Yeah. Everyone should. Everyone. Based on everything we've said today, get a lab for your next dog. You will thank us, the breeder us. and they'll send them the Christmas breeder. cards every single day. <laughs> yeah, even when it's not Christmas. Yeah, yeah they're great. Yeah. Uh, so, Cass, what would you get? Um, breed specifically is kind of difficult, but for me, what a good dog would be would be something that has a really, really good on switch. Like, I want a dog that can go 100%, go super, super hard, and be dedicated to an activity for hours on end. See, so so I don't like, care about that. I care about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That, that's <laughs> funny that's that. like we do the exact same job, exactly. but we have a different uh, requirement when it comes to a dog. Exactly. So like my two current dogs, Ashton can do stuff for a while. Wolfie doesn't want to do anything. Like she just wants to lie <laughs> down and have a nap 24-7. So she's not really my ideal dog in terms of activity, playfulness and activity and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I'm not extremely physically affectionate, so I don't like a dog that's too needy and wants to be pet and, like, breathing in my face all the time. Yeah. That's where the lab thing isn't 100% for me. Like, I love my lab, uh, but the only problem with him, his only flaw is that he's extremely needy and loves human affection yeah. 24-7. But he's the best dog ever because he will play ball for, like, until he dies, literally, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, that being said, Dobie is not for me. Um, <laughs> maybe a German Shepherd, maybe a really good working line GSD. Nice. Or um, a Spaniel. A Boykin. <laughs> a Boykin Spaniel. A Boykin. Okay. A Boykin Spaniel. A Spaniel. Yeah. Well, that's good. So how but you... something that has an off switch sometimes. Yeah. Like I don't want like if I have a day where I'm exhausted and I want to take a nap, I don't want something that's like spinning in its crate barking at me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> then a working line GSD might not be for you. Uh. Yeah, they don't stop. Not if I train it right. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't hear that. (laughs) That goes against everything we Uh, just said. (laughs) But not, I could never have like an English bulldog, a French bulldog, a wiener dog, something like that. Yeah. 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 Maybe a GSP. Something resilient. Oh, a GSP. Nice. Because I'm not extremely affectionate either. Yeah. A GSP would be good for you. Yeah. Hmm. Or a Vishla. Or a Wyme. A Vishla. Wymes are... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You love Blue. Yeah, he's a good boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, I would say, so So for myself, let's see. I've got more than enough crazy 
and I never want that again for a while. For really? a while. For a while. Not never. Never say never. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. For now, yeah, yeah. I've got more Watch than enough. Watch the next to... podcast. is going to announce that he's getting a third one. <laughs> oh, just... uh, yeah, there are a lot to deal with because I go home and I was talking to Cass yesterday. Like, you know when you're so tired, you don't want to get up? Yeah. yeah. I think the reason I'm so afraid to get up some days is because I realize I have to go take my dogs out for about an hour. And it's so yeah. mentally draining because I need to pay attention to them. If I don't pay attention to my dogs for 10 seconds while I'm outside, like if I'm throwing a ball for Scooter or something and Broly's behind me, Broly will jump up and bite my hand to get the other ball and I'll start bleeding. And I, every single day I'm just like, ah, oh, here we go again. So it's exhausting. Yeah. So they take all the crazy. So mm-hmm. I literally want the exact opposite. I want a dog that I can take for a 15 minute walk, go to a coffee shop, hang out with a friend, yeah. maybe go to like a patio and then the dog will just chill. Mm-hmm. And I want it to do that young. Mm-hmm. At like seven or eight months old. So, yeah, I want a dog that when I go home just goes to bed. Those are my requirements. I think I would probably get a very chill lab, or I'm more, I'm really into sheep doodles. I would get a really chill sheep doodle. Nice. Yeah. And I'm ne- I was never into doodles until I met a certain few. So, yeah, I, w- I would get yeah. a sheep doodle. Nice. They're really nice, really sweet, really calm. They love everything. And those are my requirements. Nice. I don't need cool. anything else crazy. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Great. So, I think that's everything. Um, yeah so that was our podcast on choosing a proper breed for yourself so remember categorize yourself in one of those categories if you're looking to get another dog and just be realistic like don't get something that's too crazy and then you have to try to adjust your lifestyle and if you Mm -hmm. can't you're screwed so yeah just do your research like do your research in the good and the bad good perfect thanks and if Uh, you have questions you can ask us we can help you out exactly (laughs) no for real ask us what like we approve of your breed. Yeah, yeah. tell us your lifestyle and, and if, we will give if, you a good answer. If you don't know what breed would suit your lifestyle, maybe we can point you in the mm-hmm. right direction. Exactly. Good. Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Thanks and for we'll listening. see you next time. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye.